Hey everyone, welcome to Limitless Radio Cast, episode 86. Hanging out with Jordan Presinger today. He's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt out of Trenton, Ontario, Canada. He's the owner and lead instructor of Limitless Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing. We get into some awesome conversation here. We talk about podcasting, YouTubing, putting content out there, putting in hard work to get the results that you want. We have an amazing time with Jordan, great conversations. So turn that volume up, throw those headphones on, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'd like everybody to welcome our newest sponsor of the Limitless Radiocast, OldBonesTherapy.com. You guys can go out there and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. They have amazing products that are going to make your body feel better and perform better. Compression knee braces, compression ankle braces. They have compression socks, shin sleeves, insoles for your shoes, all kinds of equipment that makes your body feel better. Things that Chad and I need, definitely myself. So look in the future, coming up at you guys will be giveaways. We're super happy, super fortunate, super blessed to have oldbonestherapy.com with us here at Limitless Radiocast. So guys, go out there and check them out. Support them, buy some things. You're supporting them, you're supporting us. We'd also like to thank all our friends who help and support Chad and I do this show each and every week. Magic City Brewing Company located in Akron, Ohio. Limitless Tape, M&H Beans, Gateway Dental Care. Lashley Nutrition Supplements and Supplies, Thomas Webb from D. Hoff Realtors, Lanky Fight Gear, Red Tail Tattoo Company, Candry Law LLC, and last but not least, James Klingerman's BJJ Foundation. Check them out for amazing BJJ techniques, help, and instructionals. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope all of you are doing well. So Chad and I are greatly honored and privileged to hang out with, and I just asked him this, and I'm going to screw it up anyway, (laughs) Jordan (laughs) Priestinger. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He is the owner and lead instructor at Limitless Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing in Trenton, Ontario, Canada. Yes. Up up north, a friend up north. Um, he also has his own podcast called Jordan Talks Jiu-Jitsu. He has plenty and many instructionals out there, including some on BJJ Fanatics. He has an amazing YouTube platform, as well as been on many other podcasts. Our friends over at Elbows Tight, he's been on a couple times. Great guys over there. Um, so Jordan, man, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys. Yes, we... Uh, it's been a journey. How's the journey for podcasting been for you? And just, just to ask you to start off. <laughs> yeah. Like it's been pretty good. Like, uh, so we were Jordan talks jujitsu, but then I kind of felt like bad just because, um, you know, it, it's for my co-host because yeah, you have some other guys have... with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when I first started the podcast, I just used Jordan talks jujitsu because it was just a good play on words with the YouTube channel being Jordan teaches jujitsu. Right. Sure. So, and everyone told me, yeah, go with Jordan talks jujitsu, but and I did, but I didn't really feel quite right about it. So, um, yeah, we uh, I, we kind of used that opportunity to learn how to be good podcasters. And then we started a new podcast called Talk Jitsu, where, um, you know, it's more inclusive, a more inclusive name of the other guys. And, yeah, it's just a great it's great to start anew after, like, you know, learning how to do it good, because like the first couple episodes, they weren't awful or anything, but it's like, um you know, we kind of hit our stride and everything. Sure. It's really picking up now. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, I feel like lately the numbers have just been really amazing. And uh, 
just shock people want to hear us talk about jujitsu. Same thing with you guys. I'm sure it's, it's always like a weird thing, you know, just like having a conversation with someone else and other people want to listen. So it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I like listening to podcasts too. So, you know, it's really interesting being, um, it being the podcaster, right? So it's been a really cool experience for me and weird, uh, weird journey in a way, you know, just to, you know, I started the YouTube channel and did all this stuff and then, uh, it created so much, so much opportunity. So that's kind of what I'm doing now is just, trying to figure out how you know more and more ways to use the youtube channel for opportunities right. like so you know without like uh going on and on but so another example i have my trinidad tobago uh, camp coming up and uh there's gonna be a lot of youtubers there and it's already sold out so i'm not selling it right now but we're gonna do like multiple you know camps like that and i want to invite other youtubers or even jiu-jitsu podcasters to come and you know make uh content together and just have a great time with the with the viewers and other camp participants so i want to do stuff like that and just like everything i can think of i'm just i just like doing things so um yeah i just uh the more i can do the better for sure for I sure i think that's a that's a yeah. cool idea jordan i think that's probably the Very first time cool. that'll be something like that'll be done where all the content creators are together right yeah, you know, the thing is, like, there's been camps, you know, like, there's, like, Jiu-Jitsu Globetrotters and, mm -hmm. you know, but, like, realistically, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but a lot of their instructors aren't as well known, right? Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. more you're going for the experience because, you know, they are pretty fun and good camps, like, they do a great job with them. Or there's, like, camps where it's more, like, high-level instructors, or not high-level instructors, high-level competitors that are teaching, and mm -hmm. um, some of them can be high-level instructors, some of them for sure, but... Just because you're high level competitors, I mean, you're a great teacher instructor, and uh, sure. that's another topic for sure. But you know, but my point is, it's like I don't think there's ever been anything uh, like this where you can, you know, hang out and train with YouTubers because a lot of people, you know, they want the free content and they're spending time on because, in my opinion, the content on YouTube is just as good as the paid stuff, mm -hmm. if not better in most sure. cases. So you know, you have all these people that there's so many people care more about like YouTube and YouTubers than they do high level competitors because for a lot of people myself included i'm just not not all that interested in uh watching competition so i feel like this has been like a neglected uh opportunity to like you know bring people together that people you know watch on a daily basis you know the top youtubers and um just have a great time you know so that's one thing i'm really excited about and uh, i want to do one in europe later in the year and like i think like croatia would be really cool so that, i'm kind of looking into that yeah. but I also had to balance it with like, you know, flight costs and, and stuff like that because some places are more expensive than others. But, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to like really, um, I don't know the word to use is not boring of places, but like standard of places. Right. Sure. I want to like, yeah. I want to go make it an like, experience for the people that are coming, not only for yourself, but also for those who are coming to, you know, be a part of that camp, which yeah. that's amazing idea. Like good for exactly. you, man. Like yeah. good on you for like, like thinking outside the box. I mean, that's really a, you know, critical thinking point of this world that we live in now of, you know, podcasting, uh, you know, YouTubing and stuff like that. Like Chad and I talk about it all the time and I, I have three kids. Uh, I swear, like <laughs> they've grown up like on YouTube. That's pretty much what they well, Yeah. Do. You like, remember everything. Terry, when we, when we first started the <clears throat> podcast, one of Terry's sons is like, when you guys get merch, that was the first, <laughs> the first thing he, thing asked, he about. asked me. And like, I was like, I don't even know that this is going to, uh, your <laughs> father's not that good at this. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like times are changing and like the more, uh, you know, more that you can think outside of the box and do things different from other people, mm -hmm. the more you stand out. Right. Because I think my YouTube channel is a good example too, because, um, you know, that was kind of my approach. I started off the first couple of videos or well, first like 10 videos were just like kind of like everyone else. Um, you know, Hey, hey guys, I'm going to show you this technique today. Sure. And yeah, it wasn't really working. It wasn't getting me a lot of traction. So I'm like, 
I need to think of something that hasn't been done before. And uh, so, yeah, I just started thinking every possible way how I could do this, that. And then it came up with like a format of like voiceovers over like the grappling footage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. People really seem to enjoy it. So, yeah, same thing with uh, the camps and, and other endeavors I'm trying to figure out. And uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for it. And uh, yeah, I just like doing things for sure. What about you guys? Like, uh, what are your guys' plans for, for your podcast? And um, yeah, what, what's the future for it? I mean, hopefully, I mean, same thing, like the, the numbers have been really good. Uh, I've been really impressed. And for me, like just being humble, I'm like, who wants to listen to us? Like, yes, my goal is like, I want to say one thing per every show, not only for our guests, like I want to encourage them obviously to keep doing what they're doing. I want them to be successful. Like I want them to, because our community is tight. There's a, you know, a brotherhood, a sisterhood that happens in jujitsu. Once you, once you become that family and you, you start training in it and whatnot, you know, so I look at it, I want, I want a listener to walk away and go, man, that really meant a lot to me. Like those guys care about what I'm doing. They, they want, they know we're relatable in terms, you know, we're middle-aged men, you know, and, and Chad's my coach, you know, uh, Jordan, if you didn't know those, he's my coach. So he kicks okay, my butt cool. in class all the time and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But, um, that's really how I look at it. Yeah. Do I, I do do I want it to skyrocket and, and get a lot of traction all the time? Yes. But I also want everyone to do it. That's in it. Like I want you to be very successful in, in your show and doing everything that you're doing as well as any other platform that's doing a jujitsu platform. If it's YouTube or podcasting for that simple reason, just because I think there's enough of the pie for everyone. And how can we grow this community? How can we under teach people that Brazilian jujitsu is, you know, there's so many sayings out there. It's, this is the way of life. And there, this is this, and you know, I'm all about that life or, you know, the, the high competitors, you don't have to be a high competitor. Um, we had a guest on early in the show and it was, you know, the, the stuck in my head for the longest time was, you know, everyone or jujitsu isn't every jujitsu is for everyone, but not everyone is for jujitsu. And I thought about that for a long time. And I was like, wow, there's some lividity to that. But then I, Tom DeBlas had a, a post and he was like, if jujitsu isn't for met for everyone, then we're doing something wrong. And I was like, you know what? He is a hundred percent, right? Like we have to embrace the fact that anyone should be able to walk off the street and do it. And so how can we do that? Let's do a platform. Let's do a podcast, you know, Chad, go ahead. Well, but- I think, you know, with, you know, our future in podcasting, I think we've approached podcasting a little different probably than some people where it's literally just our hobby, right? Like we didn't have any idea of getting big or monetary gains or anything. If that stuff happens on its own, you know, it'll, it'll have, but we just want to interview cool people like yourself and talk about jujitsu. You know, um, we both, you know, I run the, I run a gym and Terry has a full-time job. We both have family. So time is, you know, kind of, time against is us of sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, we just want to kind of get our names out there and again, talk to guys like you and pump you up too. Yeah. And, get, and let's be honest. It's fun doing this. It's fun making oh, yeah, friends yeah. this way. And this, uh, obviously the technology era that we live in has made it completely possible. I mean, if you, you transition the same thing with jujitsu, you went to seminars in order to learn techniques or whatever, or, you know, rented DVDs or rented, um, VHS, you know, back in Ch- Chad's ancient time. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this was never a thought process of like, Jordan, when did you think like, oh, you know what? Like I can do all this on YouTube, like a technology and, and, and reach millions of people. 
or interview people via video and put that out there. That was not a thing to do before podcasting was face-to-face, which is awesome. I love those podcasts as well, but, but we can reach people like this, build friendships, build networking relationships, doing that. That's one thing for me too, is building that friendship and that network. Like I could reach out and ask a question like, Hey man, what do you think about this? Or what's your opinion on this? It doesn't even have to be in a show. It could be off air, whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be that way. It could just be a conversation with friends and stuff. And that's kind of how we ran the podcast and decided to, is like, just hang out like a couple of people just hanging out and talking about jujitsu life and whatever. Yeah, you know, I feel the same way. Just like podcasting is super fun and just making content that people enjoy and benefit from is just, uh, you know, really rewarding. So, um, yeah, and I agree with you guys too. It's like one of the main reasons I wanted, I wouldn't say the main reasons, one of the, one of the, I don't know, major reasons for starting the podcast was just to meet people and talk to people because, you know, like networking is so not just important, but it's enjoyable because, you know, now I've talked to you guys, maybe, you know, like six months from now, a year from now, you know, we'll be like, you know, working on something together or maybe you guys do a favor for you guys or you guys do a favor for me or something. You know what I mean? So like, you know, there's so much that comes out of like the community helping each other. And uh, another good example is like so many people, uh, so many YouTubers have asked me for advice on like um, how to, you know, make their videos like better, like click through rates or like um, how to deal with sponsors or, you know, just content ideas and stuff like that. And there are other just YouTubers. So in one sense, they're like my competitors, but I'm the, I have the same view as you guys. It's like, I don't, uh, I don't view them that way. I, I, I approach like that. It's very similar to the gym where it's like, you know, yes, I'm trying to get better than my training partners, but I'm trying to make them better too. And like, we're all trying to, you know, get better together. So there is like a bit of a competitive aspect to it, but like a healthy one. Right. So, right. Yeah. I want all the jujitsu creators to like compete against each other in a friendly way to make the best possible content for everyone to watch, because that's what really drives the like, innovation and, you know, excitement. Because when I'm seeing good videos from other people, I'm not like jealous and thinking like, um, you know, like, oh, whatever. It's more like, man, they did a good job on that. And I want to like do better than than that. And, yeah. you know, I yeah. want them to have the same approach to my videos. Like they see mine, like I'm going to do better than him. So I think that really benefits, um, you know, the viewers so much because again, we're working hard for their, you know, attention. But um, the thing is too, like there's so much views to go out there, to go out there. So it's not a competition. It's just like, if you make good content, people are going to watch it. They're not going to get off YouTube. Yeah. So there's so much great content, so many people to watch our great content and we can all make it to make it. And uh, yeah, there's no shortage of, uh, of eyes to watch. And I think it's one thing that's, one thing that's really interesting too, is like some people think that, um, you know, short form content is taking over and long form won't have a place anymore. But, um, you know, I can entirely disagree with that. I think um, it's similar to like Gi and Nogi where it's like, yeah, Nogi is growing faster than Gi right now, but I don't think that'll ever replace Gi. So it's the same thing, Sure, you know, yeah, I think like short form content like TikTok and verticals and Instagram is like definitely growing, but there's always a place for long form like podcasts. People are always gonna want to listen to them, make YouTube videos. So yeah, it's kind of a funny thing. You're seeing people like, you know, comments and give their opinion on on that kind of thing. But when it's like, you know, I just completely disagree with them. There's a place for both. So yeah, again, very similar to to Gi and Ogi. Yeah. That's a great comparison for sure. Because yeah. you know, we've Chad and I have talked many times about that. And you know, the, I mean, the consensus, and you talk to certain people and they're like, oh, you know, Guy's going away. It's going to be dead. And I was like, That's, I mean, Chad, you're obviously, you know, a prime example, spending 
majority of his career, you know, 18 years of doing jujitsu and, and a gi, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm a blue belt. So I'm coming up on my three year anniversary here in uh, February. Not that I, that's a cheap plug out there for everybody, <laughs> 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 but, um, anyway, um, I think it's, um, it's, there's so much truth to that because, some people want to dive millions of people want to dive into long content and there are other people that just want to dive into short or even vice versa. They could get pulled into it and go, man, I need to know more about this content. So they go to the long version, but the little clip gives them a little bit of taste and then sends them onto it. You know, same thing with like a podcast, like we do, you know, like a short clip of a show and, and it kind of drives people to go listen to the whole show. It's like, Oh man, so-and-so is on that show or they really have a lot of good stuff to say, you know, so on and so forth or, Oh man, that was a really good topic. I want to go hear the rest, you know, type deal. And go ahead. Yeah. I would say at the end of the day, just like, you know, it's all necessary for all it's the growth. Very right? necessary. Yeah. I mean, we'll see things where we post a show on YouTube and it'll do crazy, but the, the uh, downloads on Apple or Spotify aren't as good. Or, and then vice versa. It's like, what drives that? Why would you rather watch this guy and listen to this guy or, or whatever that right. is? But like you said, Jordan, it's all necessary. It all, it'll all help the growth of everything, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like there's times where I wouldn't be able to watch long form content. If I don't have no short form or I'm feeling like doing that. There's times where I don't have the ability to watch the short form and the long form is going to be more entertaining. So yeah. I think so much in uh yeah, so much in life, people want to like say, um, they want like um I guess absolutes, right? This is better than this. You yeah. need to do that, not this. But it's like we could all work together well, right? So yeah, <laughs> sure. again, back to the Gianogi thing. It's like, guys, we don't need to say which is better, Gianogi or whatever it is. It's like um, both are great, right? And there's so many examples uh, of it that you could you can think of. And people want to again be so like this or that, but it, it can be either. And yeah, you see that so much in uh, in the world right now, and it can be it can be frustrating for sure. But um, yeah, like uh, do you guys post a lot of like verticals and stuff like that uh, of your podcast, like uh, Instagram Reels and TikToks or? you guys not in that chad uh, handles all the yeah, uh, social I'm media tr- stuff i do all the editing to, <laughs> trying to do a little bit more we need to get into it and and really hammer down on those shorts and the reels and stuff and figure out what we want to do whether it's little clips of the show or me showing a move um what i've tried to do and sometimes it's hard to get people to do it like i try to stick with guys that have been on the show and we do a technique tuesday and every week i upload it to youtube and i post it all over our social media right um and we've had a lot of guys from the show do it and you know some that don't want to do it or don't respond so it's just trying to fill that void and then if we don't get anybody i'll try to show a technique um so stuff like that yeah so i'm gonna cool. ask That's a cool really way. dumb question yeah. jordan yeah, um, go ahead. what are verticals oh ver- yes yeah, so verticals are just um you know like TikTok, uh, Instagram, okay, that, okay. Uh, youtube shorts yeah anything in that vertical format it's just easier to say that because you know, reels or Instagram specific shorts or YouTube specific. So right. yeah, I, sometimes I say verticals, I get the same question, like what are verticals, but it's just, I'm so used to like saying anything about sure. it. Sure. Like, yeah. 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 I forget it. People don't always like uh, associate that word for sure. But um, yeah, you know, you guys should try to you know, get into that more because it gets more eyes into the, main, into the main content. Once we started posting verticals, we started growing. I don't know if that's the reason why, or, you know, because there's other factors too that, that came into it, but I think people really, um, know they might hurt they might hear of a podcast and think okay maybe that's good but they never will check it out right but if it's on sure. like instagram or tiktok they're like forced to because it's in their feed yeah and like, okay this is pretty good you know I, I wouldn't mind learning more about this so yeah uh, i recommend that and, and, and you can you can do it really cheap too just like hire um 
like an editor from uh, you know you hire really cheap editors that can just like uh, pump out a bunch i i have an editor that um isn't as cheap but like um, <laughs> you know, he, he does jujitsu so it makes it easier for me to do things you can get sure. an editor that doesn't do jujitsu and yeah they'll like do it on the cheap for sure so yeah just something to uh think about yeah Definitely. No, I appreciate it greatly because all the, anytime, and I'm always trying to read stuff, you know, trying to update what's going on in the world in terms of, you know, from a technology standpoint on that, or, you know, that like Chad and I have that discussion, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or he'll call me and say, Hey, what, I got an idea. Let's, let's do this or let's try this, you know, and so on and so forth. And just like um, jujitsu technology, all this social media stuff, there's, it's the good and the bad. There's, it's great that there's so much info out there, but then it's, sucks that there's so much info out there right <laughs> it's like man what do i look at what's good what's bad you just got to kind of i guess look at it all and sort out what you don't like sure. or what you, you know what you do like yeah very similar to jiu-jitsu in the sense that like you know you can like take uh techniques and learn from so many different people and that mm -hmm. can be good or you find someone that really resonates with you yeah. um and what they're teaching just goes into your brain so much easier so mm -hmm. yeah that's helped me a lot like finding you know yeah, like creators that explain things very well for the way my for the way my brain works right because i didn't have any uh, experience um doing any of this before so everyone had to kind of like uh watch me learn how to edit how to like present how to you know make videos and so like a lot of the earlier ones even though they did well um you know they just weren't as good they were just uh I was just throwing tons of information at people like as quick as possible, no breaks to even like breathe or think. And um, <laughs> yeah, so like I've kind of, I've, I've gotten better at that, but it's like, you know, just like jujitsu, it's just a constant progression to, uh, you know, throw out what doesn't work and keep refining the techniques that do work. And yeah, it's cool that uh, jujitsu has so many parallels, um, you know, in everyday life. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you, um, do you steer your students, uh, to stay away from certain content, not in general because you don't like it, but I mean like, oh, that's too technical. Like don't, don't watch that. Or that's not do that. That's watch this out of curiosity. Yeah. I've never done that ever. And, okay. um, you know, I think the reality is too, uh, when it comes to jujitsu technique, it's like most of jujitsu technique is the same. Like most of what people are teaching, I would say like 90% of it's the same. Uh, maybe like 10% is like variations of details or, you know, maybe more niche of stuff. But for the most part, it's all the same stuff we're teaching. So, um, because I had the question last night, someone asked me, they're like, you know, is it poor gym etiquette? You know, if like, um, you know, I go to a gym and they're working on something specific, like I wouldn't be able, like I'm just visiting it. I couldn't like, you know, tell anyone like, um, you know what they're working on so it wouldn't be nice i'm like yeah on one hand that is true i agree with that 100 like um but at the same time it's not like they have any magic techniques that like um they don't want to expose to the world like it's sure it, it, you know it's all the same but like it's more so for the fact that that's what they're working on right now specializing on it so it's like you wouldn't want to you know, give that information to other people but again it's not like secret cheat code techniques it's all the same stuff so yeah i never mind when my students uh learn anything from any source there's so much like if it's poor uh technique usually it's gonna get called out and it's not gonna do well in the algorithm it's just going to not do well so most of the stuff you see is pretty good other than like you know definitely on instagram um it's more flashy of techniques and stuff like yeah, that but right. a lot of them do work I, like sometimes i see things i'm like yeah you're missing that detail like you, if you do like that it's not gonna work very good and sometimes you do have that kind of stuff but not where it's like a major problem. I think people really over like uh, overblow um, the risk of like learning poor techniques online because yeah, back in the day, like, 
you know, I first started like 11 years ago, there was some poor techniques on YouTube. There's like submissions 101 and like oh, all this, yeah. like, yeah, right. But like, yeah. we're so spoiled now in 2022 and people act like a problem from a decade ago is still a problem now, but yeah, it's 2022. There's so much great free content out there. And like I said, I think most of the free content out there is uh, way better than the paid content. Sure. Like it, it's funny, like submissions 101 and, and, We've, we know a lot of guys who've done, um, you know, techniques and stuff on that. And it's kind of funny because you, I think, oh, it's like watching a, a, an eighties movie now for me. And I go, wow, I like this, like, or, or like a cartoon from the eighties. And I'm like, I liked this. And now I watch it. My kids are like, dad, you watch this. This is terrible. I'm like what's wrong with you? And I was like, yeah, well, yeah. technology and everything is so much better. So they want to see that new, you know, that new great good looking material that's out there, which is, I, which is understandable. I mean, it's the era that we live in. And if you're not going to evolve and, and change yourself through that process, then you're going to be stuck. Yeah. And, you know, picking that technique is like, you're right, Jordan, like seeing going, oh yeah, that would work really good. But um, maybe the hand needs to be a little bit over here. The foot needs to be a little bit over here, something like that in that nature. I get that. Cause I will watch reels and, and no, you know, no expert by, by far. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decent blue belt. I won't say I'm terrible. I'm not going to knock myself down that bad, but, um, you know, I'm like, Oh crap. Like I would do that completely different. <laughs> you know what I mean? From a yeah. technical standpoint. I mean, it happens a lot. Like I've seen like, and I don't want to sound like I'm talking shit, but I've seen like a couple, like I've seen like twice, like a world, not a world champion, but like high level competitor. And like their angle is like all wrong on like the triangle. So like it was, mm. I saw, I remember like mm. a rear triangle from the back and, you know, I stress so much having the, the calf in line with the neck because i mean you need it in line to get the soft part of the neck for it to be a choke and just the angle was all off the bite was all off and but he's like a black belt uh you know high level competitor so you know again i don't want to sound like i'm talking shit but uh definitely there's some better instructors a lot of better instructors out there than um you know high level competitive like <clears throat> it doesn't make you a great instructor there's Correct. there's differences you can you can have both for sure so yep. you know but like that's such a minor thing most people would not even recognize that and you know when in reality if you squeeze with even without the angle you're probably gonna get them to tap so i'm sure this guy's right. tapping tons of people but with it but um you know just a slight angle adjustment would uh you know, it'd be so helpful to, uh, to get the choke proper. Right. So, yeah, I know, I think, and one thing too, um, you know, I think this is interesting. I think a lot of like, um, established YouTube channels and, uh, content creation, you know, what, like, uh, jujitsu YouTubers, they haven't quite adapted to 2022 in the sense that like, you know, the thing is like, this is a business, you know, yeah, it's for fun and everything, but like, if you're making money from it, it's a business. So, I think people should upgrade their equipment way more and even just upgrade their editing skills a little bit and, and just put a little more into it because yeah. and again, I don't want to like I'm talking shit, but like a lot of the older ones are still doing things that they've been doing the same for 10 years. Right? right. So they're not getting quite the views as like the, as the newer YouTubers, but they could, you know, be doing well too. And like, and I want everyone to do well. Right. And the way I treated the YouTube channel was like, okay, I want to like, if I'm starting a business, you know, you need to put money into it and, uh, you know, to get the equipment you need. So, um, I spent $10,000 on, uh, on a laptop and a, ca and a camera and I'm thinking, okay, well, I spent all this money, you know, I better succeed. Like, I don't want to fail. It's sure. like, you know, burn the ships type of mentality. So, you know, but like, it's, it's only $10,000, which yeah, that's a lot of money, but a $10,000 to start a business. Right. So, most businesses cost more than 10,000. So I think it's a pretty cheap, uh, business to start. And, um, yeah, it's been like, um, you know, I, it, I pay, I paid off my investment, you know, and more and everything. So, 
you know, I think that everyone, all content creators or whoever it is, even if it's not content creation, whatever it is, people should always be thinking like, how do I improve with their jujitsu or whatever it is? Just like, how can I improve and how can I, what do I need to do to get what I want? Right. Because I want to be a successful YouTuber. Like when I started the channel, you know, I, I asked my wife, I'm like, hey, should I write on, on Facebook when I, when I announced my uh, channel that it's going to have a hundred thousand subscribers. And she's like, no, don't do that. You don't want to sound cocky and then put pressure on yourself <laughs> if it doesn't happen. But I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I won't do it. But then I wish I had, because I knew I was going to get at least a hundred thousand subscribers. I knew it for a fact because I was willing to put in the work to make it happen. And I knew I had the skills to, you know, that people be interested. I I just I have good teaching skills. Like, yeah. um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the, that I've, that I've done that. So, and that's, I don't want to go on a big ramp, but I think sometimes people, they don't like when, when people acknowledge their own skills or their own successes or whatever, which I find strange because, you know, I worked very hard to become a good jujitsu instructor and become good at jujitsu. And this is like been my job for the last, like, uh, you know, seven years or so. And I'm, I'm doing this whole thing over a decade. So, yeah, I have no problem saying I'm a good instructor and good at jujitsu. And people think I'm cocky because of that. It's like, whatever, you know, it's like, I think everyone should be proud of themselves for what they do and and, and be confident in themselves and happy. So, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's annoying when people are like that. It is. It, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you, you're right, Jordan, you have to toot your own horn, right? You have to pat yourself on the back because a lot of times people are going to, especially like we said, with as visible as everybody is, you're going to get more kicks in the butt than pats on the back, right? Like all oh, that jujitsu done, whatever. And I, I had a big problem with that, with putting stuff of my own technique on YouTube. Like, I don't want this guy to say anything or what if somebody, to, you know, and Terry helped me a lot with that. Like, put it out there, man. You, you teach well, um, you have good technique, just put it out there. So forget what everybody else says. You got to believe in one, yourself, believe in yourself. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing, man. And a lot of people don't want to work hard anymore. They don't want to work hard for it. They just want to like, like Jordan, you're a prime example of saying, I worked hard for this. Nothing was handed to you. No one gave this to you. You worked hard for it. You, you've built the platform that you have a ton of followers. A lot of people, your technique is very good and you are very good at explaining your technique, <clears throat> which is huge. I also think in, in the matter of jujitsu, like you're very, you speak very technical, which I want to get into that a little bit, like, you know, before jujitsu or whatnot, if that, if there was just a way of. Like what helped you with that? But, um, but you're hundred percent right. Like I tell people all the time, if uh, tell my kids, I teach my kids this, like, I'm like, be proud of what you're doing. Like push yourself, like don't just like, you're not just being cocky and tooting your own horn, like believe because that's got to give you your own confidence. So that's like going in, I could sit here and I joke about it a little bit, but I could say I'm in a 45 year old man that started jujitsu in my forties. I'm a blue belt and I'm awful. I am but I'm not awful at jujitsu. And I know I'm not awful at jujitsu because I have good people around me that reminds me of that. And my technique on the, it, it proves itself. Like uh, the proofs in the pudding on the mat that say the mats don't lie. We say it all times cliche or whatnot, but it's good. I mean, I, I love when people do that because I think, I guess that's a catch 22. I love when people do it when it's legit. <laughs> I, I, it, it is annoying when I look at things and go, you're kind of basing this off what you've just, you haven't really done anything. Like you're just saying this, you know what I mean? So I guess there is, there could be an argument of two different sides of yeah, that. I agree. So I like, I think a good example is like Gordon Ryan was saying like, you know, someone asked him, why do you have so much confidence or how do you, where's that come from? And he was saying it comes from execution because if you can tap the best guys in the world, you know, uh, in the training room and competition, like, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Right. So I think it's important to always give yourself proof 
you know, that, that to be confident, right? It's like, it's hard to be confident without uh, achieving anything or doing anything. But so you got to do that first, gain some confidence from that, and then just keep going. Just do this, do that, do that, because you keep proving to yourself you can do what you set out to do, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. Did you have, like, uh, I mean, in jujitsu, did you have a friend like brought you to jujitsu, introduced you, or was there like that process of your thinking, or was that always Jordan? Like Jordan always thought this way, like in school, or did your parents or siblings like kind of mold that into who you are? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one thing, I don't think this is a big deal, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD and I don't mean that in like a bad way or feel bad for me or anything, but I just think it like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just the way I think. And it, it makes me near neuro, um, uh, divergent. It's not a huge deal. So just my personality, but like, sure. you know, just the way I kind of, uh, view things, I think I view things very logically and, um, analytical and just the way my brain works. It doesn't work great in every aspect. You know, there's deficiencies that I wish I was smarter in other ways, but sure. yeah, in the way of like, uh, analyzing things and seeing what's right, wrong, uh, you know, what'll work possibilities, problem solving, that is something I'm very good at. And again, I don't mind saying that because I can admit my faults as well. And I can, mm -hmm. and I can admit the things I'm good at. So yeah, I'm very good at that. And, uh, you know, I've never, and I've never had anyone to really help me through this whole thing in jujitsu. And I don't mind taking uh, all the credit for it either. Even if it sounds like, uh, you know, cocky, like I said, but just because like, you know, my first coach, I had him for like two years. I didn't agree with um, everything he did and, you know, just the way everything was run. So I quit that gym, opened up and uh, went to a different gym, got a ton of criticism for switching gyms. Like, you know, I was a Creonch trader, all this stuff. And it's like, oh my God, I had to deal with that. That was a big pain in the butt. And then I left my other gym, the one I joined after about two years, after I got my purple belt, because I started my own gym. I started my own gym after three and a half years. I was a blue belt. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, um, you know, most people should not do that. But, you know, I believed in myself. I knew I could teach jujitsu very good. And I was winning jujitsu tournaments uh, at Blue Belt, killing it, just you know, absolute divisions, everything. I was a very successful competitor. And I knew I was going to my purple belt soon, right? So I've been training now 10 and a half years, and only three and a half of those years has been under someone else. So, you know, I completely took it into my own hands and um, learned everything I could online, um, you know, trained as much as I possibly could, trained with anyone I could and who could teach me. Sure. You know, I didn't want to take like, I didn't, for me, I didn't want to be like mediocre or just good at jiu-jitsu. I wanted to be the absolute best. And that was my goal. So even if I haven't, you know, even if I haven't gotten there to where like, I'm like not Gordon Ryan's status, I can admit that, right? He's, sure. he's pound for pound the best. But if you aim to be the best, you're probably going to be at least high level. So, which is like amazing too, right? So anyone that becomes high level, they're going to be pretty happy about that. So like, you just have to, you know, if that's what you want, that's what you should aim for and put absolutely every, uh, you know, every bit of effort into making that happen, which is what I, which is what I did for years and years. And then, but now my focus is more on teaching jujitsu and I want to be the absolute best teacher in the world. And, um, you know, it's going to take time to to get there. I got to keep working on it, keep learning uh, how to teach better, how to get even, you know, I got to keep getting even more technical, learning even more different possibilities and games I don't currently use. So mm -hmm. that's where all my uh, attention is going now. And then some people want to see me compete. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth if I do or not, because, you know, I just don't really enjoy it, but I do want to like, you know, prove to myself and others, I can achieve uh, quite a bit on the competition uh, stage. But at the same time, it's going to take away from my goal to become the best teacher in the world. So, you know, 
it's It's a hard balance. That's a life, you know, life workout type balance. I mean, training and you're taking away from your students. So that teaching part, you know, like passing on your knowledge and what you've learned and, you know, we, it's the cliche in our, in our community, you know, the combat sport of jujitsu, jujitsu, so whatever, you know, oh, you're, Hey, how do I get better at this? Well, you can't just do this one day a week. Like you can, and, and I want people out there to realize like, yes, you're a higher percentage than people that aren't doing it. You know, if, if you're only doing it one day a week, would I highly encourage you to do it more? Yes. Because you're not going to really get better at it unless you're putting that time in. Do you want to be great at this? You have to put the time in you do, and you have to believe in yourself and be confident in yourself. And it is like, yeah, you need a little bit of that edge to yourself to show up to the gym every day, train hard, train smart, you know, be a good partner, be a good student, listen to your coach, ask questions, all that kind of stuff. But you're not going to get there unless you're doing that. You're willing to do that, you know? Well, like we've said, what we've said many times, jujitsu more than anything is you get out what you put in, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, for sure. A lot of things are like that podcasting, whatever we're doing, but jujitsu, man, it's, it's, it depends what, you know, again, you have to figure out what you want. Depends what you want out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think most people, they, think they want to be the best or good but they don't quite because you know a good example is like the mentality of someone that truly wants to become like like in the in the in the mma room you go to mma gym if there's someone that wants to become a like a champion pro and they're they're gonna have such a different mentality about every aspect of training as opposed to just some amateur that's like thinks they want to be the best right right the other person's actually putting the work doing absolutely everything they can but even then a lot of them aren't doing absolutely everything they can. They put in like the close to minimum or average or whatever. But if you want to be the best at something, you need to take every fiber of your being and make that happen. So like I said, like, I like, oh, I didn't say, but yeah, you know, like, I think you need to be a little bit crazy in a sense of like, just super focused. (laughs) Like that's what you want. And for a lot of people becoming the best isn't worth it. Like becoming just good at it. It's just fine. And and it'll be, um, you know, that'll make them happy. But for me, like, I want to be the best at absolutely everything I do, which, you know, is impossible. It's not going to happen um, for everything I do, but it doesn't mean that's not my goal. So like I said, right. if you shoot really high, you're at least going to become very good at it. Uh, if, you, if you shoot to be the best, you're at least going to become very good at it and uh, way better than the people that just shoot to be average or shoot to be good. And they'll put that effort in. So yeah, I think like you said earlier, a lot of people don't want to work hard and it's just, they're just not going to get what they want. Right. So yeah, I'm working really hard and I want to have the best YouTube channel, best podcast, best, you know, jujitsu, best teacher, absolutely everything. And I think everyone else should strive towards that too, if that's what they want, but Mm -hmm. yeah, not everyone wants that, which is completely fine too. It's not fine. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like I always, I'm like, push yourself harder. Like uh, even my kids, like I'm not hard on them, but I'm a driver for them because they'll see me doing stuff. And uh, for a prime example, it's kind of lame, but I just, I started doing pushups again and Chad and I have done this for several years. Um, as many pushups as I'm only doing a hundred a day, but right now, like my son's like my nine-year-old son who plays every sport. He's like, dad, why are you doing pushups? Like out of nowhere. Like you just start jumping down. I was like, get down here. Like, come, come do them with me. You know, I was like, you can do these two. Like you want to play this, you're doing this and doing that. I was like, you're not going to get any better unless you put the work in. Like you have to, like I'm putting the work in because I want to get stronger and get better. I need to get back to where I was, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. So he'll jump off the couch now every time he sees me doing them. And he's like, 
I did five. I'm like, all right, man, that's cool. Like, that's just a working progress. Like next time, you know, push yourself, maybe do that one more and telling people that in life, which is an awesome correlation to jujitsu is that same exact thing. Like do that technique. Uh, I, we, I rolled trained with a new, new guy last night came in. I let him, I, I knew the move. I'm not an expert at the move, but I said, I want you to keep doing over and over and over with me. Like you put me in the position you do. It was, uh, you know, we were doing a flower sweep, a pendulum sweep, and then into a, a collar choke, choke through the mount of that sweep. And I said, you just keep doing it. Like you keep doing it. So you get comfortable. Like, I want you to have a great time. It's your first time here and understand like, this is what you have to do over and over. Like, don't sit around talking while we're training, doing the technique. We have to keep doing the technique over and over and over and over again. You're going to build that muscle memory. Some of us are different where we can, um, I have, I do, I have a little bit of ADHD. I would say a little bit. I probably have a lot of it throughout my entire life. I found coping mechanisms throughout my life to do it. I mean, I'm also very successful with everything that I've done in my life because of that, which is good and bad. Some people are like, you're a lunatic. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Um, but, um, you know, in jujitsu, that's what you have to do and trying to correlate that to life. Like sometimes I'm like, you got to do that, man. Like you have to push yourself into those uncomfortable positions or uncomfortable areas where it's okay to be uncomfortable, but you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. And jujitsu yeah. is a great correlation in life. Like I'm not good talking in front of people. Good. Talk to people more. I'm actually an introvert person by nature. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. And to do a podcast, it was like, Oh, I don't know that I can do this. Um, I'm not the guy that stands up in front of people and talks. I don't, don't do that. <laughs> and now it's super easy for me. I talk to everybody like, Hey man, how you doing? Like, I just walk up to people like at the gym, new people or whatever. And that was just never me before. And I think podcasting and jujitsu helped me do that. It's actually helped me in a lot of life things like jujitsu, something I didn't know was going to happen. But anyway, I go on this tangent sometimes too on the show. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like, like I was, I am an introvert and definitely like, uh, growing up, I was, it was even worse. So like having jujitsu in my life is really, um, you know, brought me out of my shell and, uh, because you can't be an instructor and just be completely shy. Right. It's right. like, it's, sure. you need to be engaged with your students and be kind of louder when you're speaking and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, that, I've benefited so much from jujitsu and to bring back to your earlier point about, uh, you know, with teaching your son, you know, the value of hard work and doing pushups and stuff like that. I think that is like such a hard thing to do is to teach kids like hard work because you know you also want them to be happy and enjoy their childhood and so i have a hard time with that too because i have a, a nine-year-old daughter and i want to push her to get better jiu-jitsu and and everything she does and um at the same time you know it's like i also want her just to enjoy jujitsu and right. not yeah. take it too serious right so it's a hard balance it's definitely a hard balance it is for sure i uh I think early on my oldest son, so I have a, a 15 year old as well. So I have a boy, girl, boy. And, uh, I was, I learned in life, like I was harder on my oldest than I should have been. And I sit back at times and my daughter, you know, it's a different hardness on her in terms of like directing her and that kind of stuff. And my youngest, the same exact way. And I feel bad for my older son. We have long conversations. It's a great kid. He's super smart. Um, and I apologize sometimes cause I'm like, man, I really, I really looked at that way different. And of course there's no instruction book for being a parent. And I was like, not the father of the year, apparently <laughs> for, <laughs> for my oldest son, <laughs> but you're right, Jordan, like that balance is very hard to find and you can jump off the cliff on that balance. And I did. Um, and then I, you know, climbed back up and figured it out, which is fortunate and, and I'm blessed for that and, and happy about it. But 
yeah, life is hard too. Yeah. It's, it's a tough <laughs> one for sure. Like my dad was always trying to like uh, encourage me and you know get me setting goals and stuff like that as a kid, but I didn't ever really listen. I never really took his advice. I was such like an I was such an entitled uh, kid and athlete growing up, where it's like I was very athletic and I did I was very good at soccer, but I never took anything serious. I never like actually trained for you know like the cardio aspect of it or mm-hmm. did any anything serious i was a very lazy athlete and it's a lazy student everything a super lazy kid but um you know i i knew i still had a talent uh to do things um but like when i got kind of as i got old so my mentality back then like when i was a teenager like i knew i was going to be like a millionaire one day and i was going to be very successful in anything i did like that was my mentality but sure. then when i as i started getting older I started realizing, how am I going to do this? It's like, no one's just going to hand this to me. And I started kind of like freaking out almost. It's like, shit, if I I can't just become a millionaire because I want to be one, you know, I need to actually do (laughs) things. So that really woke me up when I kind of went out on my own. Um, You know, I moved uh, to Ottawa after, after high school, a little bit after high school and on my own with my wife. And yeah, it's just like, it's such an eye opener. And that really led me into when I started jujitsu, it was the same thing. It's like, I want no one to ever be able to beat me. I want to be the best. So that's not going to happen just because I want it. So I just got super obsessed with jujitsu and, um, to make sure I got what I want. Right. And it's the same thing with like, yeah, like I got, I've like really like, I have like weird thoughts the way I think I, that's still my life goal is to become a millionaire and I'm not even close to it. So I got to start working hard because I, I told, <laughs> I, 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 I talked about this on another podcast too, but I told my accountant like uh, two years ago that I'd be a millionaire by the time I'm 35. So I got three years left because I'm 32 now. Uh, so I got to get on that, but it's the same thing, right? It's not going to happen unless I put a lot of work into it in the next three years right so if anyone wants to apply that mentality to jiu-jitsu or whatever it is it's the same thing it's like you're not going to get good at something get what you want just because you want it you need to put in the work again i did not yeah i did not realize that as a kid i i so much wasted potential i could have like wrestled in high school i could have did so much more competitively i could have started jiu-jitsu sooner i could have started boxing like i wanted to earlier and uh, i'd be a lot in a different place now but i just got I just thought life was just going to hand me what I wanted. So I'm really glad I kind of woke up like very quickly from that. Uh, well, not quickly. I say it took a long time, but it was like a quick like realization, you know, I was like, sure. damn it, I got to actually work hard for this. So yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people don't really, um, I think yeah, people don't have that mentality. They, they still think that they're going to get what they want just because they want it. And that's, and another thing to, to piggyback a little bit, like everyone out there don't think that it's too late. Like don't think, ah, oh, well, it's, I'm past that. Like I can't do that. I mean, no, you can, but you, but as Jordan's saying, man, you got to put the work in, you got to push yourself mentally, you know, mentally is probably the hardest thing that you're going to have to overcome. I mean, depending on what you're going to do. Yes. The physicality of something via BJJ is, is hard. Sure. It is very hard, but trust me, you can be in the worst shape of your entire life and come in and, and do this for six months and you'll start seeing a <clears throat> translation and a turnaround because we have seen it. I know Jordan, you've seen it, Chad, you've seen it multiple times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's prevalent to understand that don't, don't just quit now, or don't think you can't do it because you're at a certain age or a certain point in your life. Just understand that if you want it, you got to get after it and you got to go after it and push yourself in order to, you know, to work for it and do that. I was going to ask you something about, go, were you going to say something, Chad? Yeah. I was just saying, we hear it all the time. You know, if you run a gym or you're around it, like. Uh, you know, I'm out of shape. I need to get in shape before I start jujitsu. Like there's nothing that is going to get you in shape for jujitsu. I don't care if, you know, 
I ran um, for 10 years, not yeah, to interrupt just, and, and, and long distance marathons. Like I had a huge cardiovascular, huge endurance. I went to my first jujitsu class and was like, what the, <laughs> it's like, and I rolled right away instantly that first night, you know, borrow gee first night, whatever, so on and so forth. And I was hooked right away, but I was like, came home and my wife goes, how was it? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going back all the time. <laughs> and I was like, and running doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> exactly. It just makes you in shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, people shouldn't kind of like discount themselves. They can't start now because either age or maybe like uh, a pre-existing injury because it can be worked around in most cases or yeah, like uh, fitness too. People should just jump right in because today is a lot better uh, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, right? So if you're like um, worried you started too late, you know, don't keep worrying about it. Just do it anyways because, you know, I mean, there is some truth to like if you start too late, you might not be able to become the best in the world. But right. that's not important yeah. to everyone. I, th I would say the majority don't want to be Gordon Ryan. They just want to <laughs> be um, proficient at jujitsu, good enough to enjoy it and not get completely smashed all the time. Um, which yeah, it can be hard to do. Like <laughs> no matter how hard, no matter how good you get, for the most part. Um, there's going to be people in, in the gym that can beat you and just the way yeah. it is. That's just I have, the way it I is. Have, yeah. I have yet to have somebody come in their first day or week and say, I want to be a world champion. Yeah, exactly. Right? It, so, Man. you know, we're just going to have, we have to cater to those hobbyists and stuff. I was saying, like, yeah, fine. but you know, what's funny though, is that when I, before I even started just I told mm -hmm. my wife that I told, I'm going to be a champion at this and, uh, yeah, like I'm not a world champion, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with what I achieved, but I had that mentality, uh, more so is what I'm saying. Like, um, you know, but my mentality is so different from the yeah. majority of people. I was going to say, you can yeah. tell like Jordan, your mentality is different. It, it, and that's and, for and anything you do. Correct. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. going to say that's, that's your life. And that's good because you're a driver. You're a push, you push yourself, like not, not saying you don't because you, for other people, like you encourage millions of people, which is great. And that's what we want. Um, but you push yourself hard and you can tell that by the, by the way that you speak and the way that you teach and, you know, anyone out there that's listening that hasn't gone out there and uh, look at his techniques and how he speaks and breaks the techniques down, you'll, you will see that you will pick it up instantaneously because yeah. the, the several videos that I've watched of yours and, and, you know, following you on Instagram, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Jordan teaches yeah. a little bit different than other people do <laughs> just the way you speak. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I worked really hard at it. And sometimes people don't really get me so much. Like sometimes it doesn't bother me. It's whatever. But sometimes people will comment, oh, you're so cocky or I can't believe you said this. Or, or sometimes people will act like I try to manipulate the narrative of like a role or something like that to benefit me or whatever. But it's like if I don't give context, people will make assumptions. And if I do give context, people will get, will make assumptions as if I'm yeah. like, making excuses. Yeah. So you just you can't win either way right and so i just realized i'm just gonna say what i think and uh <laughs> just, if people don't like it it's more so that they don't understand me and have enough context about the kind of person i am so yeah you know i definitely a weird guy and uh and like very unique in some ways that are good in some ways that are bad too because having the mentality i have where it's very like you know uh be the best you know it's like you could it's very hard on myself as well so that comes with the territory so territory so yeah it's not all like uh you know rainbows and sunshine right to be right like, exactly uh, highly motivated not... right? right yeah pros and cons of everything it's good to have a balance so yeah i don't yeah, i don't know where i was going with that but yeah <laughs> no 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 it's good but yeah. i mean you're 100 right were, were you gonna say something chad no no go ahead. Oh, okay i was i want to ask you uh limitless how'd you come up with the name yeah i mean I was just 
Yeah, great question. I was just thinking of like, okay, I got to think of like something good that sounds because like Trenton Brazilian Jiu Jitsu sounds well. There's already there already was one, and okay. it just doesn't sound very fun. So uh, I had a bunch of names of words I I was kind of trying to pick from. I had like a bunch of bad ones. One was like Power Up Jiu Jitsu, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, that's the only one I can really remember. But then I had Limitless, and I asked a couple of friends like, "What do you think of this one?" And uh, they liked it. And then it just really grew on me very fast. And uh, yeah, I liked it. How do you guys think of uh, Limitless for your, for your podcast? It's the same type of thing. Kind it's of, very you know? hard. It's very hard to come up with names. Like you want it to be catchy, but you don't want it to be, I don't want to say dumb, but you, you want people to look at it and go, okay, what does that mean? You know, that's what projected me to say to, to ask you, Jordan, like, how do you come up with it? And very obviously vice versa, ask us. And Chad and I went back and forth like, how are we going to do this? And Chad, you were what doing pushups, right? Yeah. I was like working, did like a little pushup workout and I was had like fight to win on in the background on flow. Right. And I heard the word limitless. I don't remember in what context it was, if it was an advertisement for something, but I'm like, that's it. Limitless. Yeah. And I called this Terry and I'm like, yeah, I like, I was like, we have to figure out how we want to wrap that into how we want to, because if you look up limitless, there's a bunch of different limitless podcasts too. So, and we came up with, with radio cast just to be i guess a little bit yeah. wasn't taken so we went we went with yeah. that that's yeah, the hard part too is finding something that's not taken because we were going to do right. let's talk jiu-jitsu that we were thinking about that one but there's already one and i'm glad the way it ended up but yeah definitely picking a name is super hard like i used to play in like bands when i was growing up kind of like uh, an elder emo so like that means oh, just nice. like uh yeah someone used to listen to emo music so um well, i still do but uh yeah i was playing in bands whatever and just thinking of the name was always the hardest part yeah. by far <laughs> the most frustrating thing so yeah it was kind of funny it was like i've been i've been through that so many times it's like oh, crap now i gotta name my gym okay now i gotta name my youtube channel now i gotta name my podcast so it's like <laughs> this never ends of like right. naming stuff right so yeah and you can write down a million and you're like no or if you mention to someone and they're like if you love it and then you're yeah. like hey what do you think and they're like that's awful and you're like great that's out like, yeah, like, it just breaks you know. your heart right I know, I, actually on. one i like before before i did uh jordan teach you just one i was just thinking of uh i was jsp it's like similar to gsp okay just because th those are my actual initials is yeah. uh jordan shape press and just like, okay kind of play on that but then yeah people are like no nah, you should have your own individual don't play off them whatever i'm like yeah that is smart but like at first i was like this is a great idea so you know it can be good having such like uh people constructive criticism but it also sucks when yeah he, you do originally like the idea and they kind of shit on it yeah that's good to have good people in your circle too like that yeah. you know what i mean they give you honest opinion and then you start to evaluate that and critique it on your own you know level and then you're like yeah all right i see i see this and i see the correlation mm -hmm. with everything else that's going out there which that yeah. is a hard thing within podcasting itself and doing any kind of uh, social media platform is that especially you know, like Chad and I have a lot of conversations and Jordan, I'm sure you, because you have other co-hosts and, and, you know, people that do your podcast with you, like having those conversations, like you're not like the captain. <laughs> I mean, you are, but it's like, I kind of want my guys to, you know, talk about this. Like we need to talk about this. Like it just can't be my way and my way only unless it's something a hundred percent that you're like, no, this is, we're doing this. You know what I mean? From a show standpoint. Man, hundred percent, and it can be like the hardest criti criticism to take, but it's like the most important. Like if people are like commenting on your videos, like uh, any sort of criticism, like and this consistent, people are doing it. You know, multiple people, you should listen to it, even if it's hard. It's like, damn it, you know, they're right. I gotta fix this or sure. whatever. Yeah, same thing with like, you know, I like having like uh, Joey and Mike are my co-hosts. I like 
when they give input and you know with well, how they want the episode to go and stuff because i feel like they do kind of rely on me a lot just because um you know i kind of know my way around how to do things but sure. it's also like um it's just a lot of work all put on me. So yeah, I do appreciate when, you know, they give their opinions and I have a, an editor and a project manager too. And it's the same thing. I don't want them to give me like, I don't want them to be like, yes, man. And I want them to tell me what they think. And, you know, because I don't always have the best initial ideas um, and they can, you know, refine them. We can pick the best, mm -hmm. uh, you know, options to go off of together. So, yeah. Builds a better team that way. I mean, I tell people sure. work all the time. I'm a project <laughs> manager on, you know, certain projects and whatnot. And that's the first thing I say in like our touch point meeting that we kick off. It's like, listen, none of you are yes men or yes women in this me in this room. Like you, I want your input. Like no matter what, if you do not agree with it, you need to, you know, let's talk about this, have a discussion because it's only going to make the team stronger. It's going to make the team more knowledgeable. And maybe I don't, I don't know everything. So teach me like, you know, it's the same thing in jujitsu. Like I don't, you know, like, Chad will say, I don't know everything, but let's work through it. Let's talk about it. That let's see what that part is. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, me, yeah, he knows everything compared to me. <laughs> well, I think it's good to, to to show people you're vulnerable in those situations. Yeah, right? I mean, like, you have to be. Like, you know, me as an instructor, um, I always not crack on Terry, but bring up Terry because the way he thinks about jujitsu and he's always asking questions, which I try to preach to everybody, ask something, you know. If I watch somebody teach a class. If I'm, you know, I'm injured right now. If I watch one of my guys teach a class I'll be like, Hey, why did you do that? Even if I know the answer, somebody's probably thinking that. Right. But to go back, Terry would ask me like, Hey, why is your hand there? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know, but let's talk about it. Let's figure out why I did that. Cause you know, you do some things so many times you don't realize you're putting your hand there. You know, you yeah. miss, miss that little part. And sure. I think it's good, you know, as an instructor, as a black belt now that your students see, like, I don't know all the answers, but we can figure this out together. Yeah, man. Like one of my biggest pet peeves, not in like a bad way where I'm like angry, but like, I wish my students would ask me more questions because yeah. I always feel like, uh, like I teach it and I'm like, any questions and there's not a sound Brickets. from anyone. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I would love some interaction and to, you know, expand on things and clarify any <laughs> things, but um yeah it doesn't ever really happen but um you know i think maybe i should just teach something wrong sometime teach some like bullshit <laughs> see if, and then see just, if someone says anything yeah yeah exactly I, maybe then they'll speak up but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how's your gym that. doing uh, it's doing really good so good. uh yeah we're expanding and everything it was awesome man. The, the pandemic was uh extremely hard on us sure. uh yeah in canada especially because we had multiple lockdowns and uh, vaccine, uh, passports, all this stuff. Like I know some States had that, but some didn't. And we, yeah, we were just super hardcore. Like Canada was super hardcore. So <laughs> very hard to, uh, yeah, run the gym during that time. And, uh, yeah, but we've like bounced back better than ever. Good. And, uh, yeah, now we're taking more space We we just uh, rented an additional unit for now. We're gonna have a shower. We're gonna have, now we're awesome. gonna put the podcast in the gym too. So that's oh, very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that way I can like, you know, lift and train and then do the podcast or work or whatever, because now sure. if I want to go, uh, to the gym, it's just a, like during the day, it's super inconvenient because I got work to do. But mm -hmm. now if I go there, it's also, it's my, I can work and work out and shower <laughs> and just makes my life way easier. Yeah. So you put all yeah. your, I mean, one-stop shop man yeah i mean you, you put it all yeah. in one basket which is not it's it's extremely intelligent because you're using you're utilizing your time the way you should utilize your time in order to better the product it's again you put the work in so you're making it easier on yourself like you're working smarter yes work exactly. harder i know we we say this all the time oh don't work 
harder, work smarter. Well, no, I mean, we'll keep working harder, but work smarter at the same dang time because, yeah. you know, you can you do know, both. You, you can work you can. smarter, which allows you to work uh, even harder, like more hard work. So, yeah, yeah and so you got to be efficient in your time and the way you do things. And I'm like, I'm not great with like time management, to be honest, just because, yeah, like I said, I probably have ADHD. So I'm very like, um, you know, always like my mind's everywhere. But, um, you know, having this in place. Yeah, I think it's going to be a game changer because I've just been super lazy, too, to be honest, when it comes to like uh, my physical preparation like i was way more jacked like a year ago because i was like lifting all the time and just really into it but now like i i haven't been lifting like at all in like months so and or doing any strength and conditioning and uh yeah it's not good it's not the way especially you know i know people look up to me and you know they like seeing a jack dude and whatever so it's like i gotta like you know i gotta <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta like make sure that I'm Jordan, stop want. watching all those Instagram reels of all those guys. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly but that's, you know, I, that's every reel now i'm like <clears throat> Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to be like that. I'm too old. <laughs> yeah. It's the thing is like, because I've like, um, like, you know, been in great shape before. It's sure. like, I know I can, it's then when you're in like mediocre shape or just like decent shape, it's like, I want to get back to before. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough thing once you, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing for sure. It is. That's what I'm balancing yeah, once, right now. Yeah. Once you break that routine of what you were doing, man, it's hard yeah. to get back. Yeah. Super hard, super hard. hard because you don't see the results as quickly and you just, yes. uh, it's just hard to get back into it because then you, most people, myself included, go too hard when they get back to like lifting and stuff and their yeah. body's not used to it. So, I mean, realistically coming back from lifting, you should do like maybe like uh, a 25% of what you normally do. So you're not dead for a whole week after you need right. to build it up. Right. And yeah, I do not do that. Well, I'm, I do the same thing. Everyone else does just like, okay, I'm back to working out. Let's have a super hard session. And then, oh crap, you know, I'm like super dead for the yes. whole week now. So I'm right. not recovering very well. So that's yeah, that's exactly how I feel today. That's what <laughs> I, I did a four mile run yesterday and then went to BJJ last night and train yeah. rolled, rolled pretty hard, went hard in Chad. I told Chad today, I was like, Oh dude, I'm really sore. <laughs> My yeah. wife is working from home today and she's like, see, I told you, I was like, well, it's a zero to a hundred for me, no matter how old I am, apparently. So I think I can oh. keep doing that and it just doesn't. <clears throat> and I think for most of us, especially I know me and Terry, and I'm sure I can tell by talking to you, Jordan, we're all in people, right? Mm -hmm. We're not, you're not mm -hmm. half in the pot, you know, like I waited till I was 45 years old to get tattoos. You know, this little one was my first one. Now I have a whole sleeve. My hands done. My fingers are done. Like I'm an all-in person once I find something I like. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I'm the exact same way. You know, I'm the same thing with tattoos too. It's like, yeah, I got quite a bit. I like them all. I want more, but um, yeah, I just I don't like taking time off. And you know, I'm like uh, very indecisive too, so I'm not a great yeah. person to get tattoos because my whole sleeve right now I'm getting uh, lasered off. I've had like, oh. Uh, oh, yeah, I've had like okay. five sessions on it. I'm getting it covered up. Uh, yeah. How's it feel? Artwork. To have it's, it uh, lasered, it's extremely painful. Like versus uh, way obviously worse, getting it, way worse than a tattoo. Yeah. And uh, in it's the the benefit is that it's pretty quick. So uh, it's actually a black belt that uh, does it for me, Justin Bruckman. We we had him on the show too, but yeah, he oh, does nice. laser tattoo removal. He gives me a good deal, and uh, he does the whole arm, which uh, you know most people they just do like a small section. But um, you know if I'm there already, I got to drive an hour to get there. Yeah, let's just do the whole thing, you know. But yeah, it's like uh, torture. It's extremely uh, painful. It feels like you're just getting like uh, it feels like elastic bands, like really stretch back as hard as you can go. And like over oh, and over and over. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's very, very painful. But and and the, what really sucks about it too is that you don't see uh results very quickly um at all. Uh, so like, uh, you know, you it's can a kind slow of see, process. 
yeah, you know, it's like, I gotta show you better, but yeah, it's like, it's getting lighter, but you can still sure. definitely see the majority of it. Like this is like a newer tattoo that's not been mm-hmm. lasered, but this is like uh, older. So it's definitely, um, yeah, it's getting light, it's getting lighter, but yeah, slowly. And every time it's very painful. <laughs> uh, do you, is there a certain period of time that you have to wait between like sessions and in, in order to do that, like for the skin, the heel and all that? It's actually quicker than uh, tattoos. Like really, okay. yeah, I only take like a couple of days because basically it just feels like a really bad sunburn after, but like one that actually heals pretty quickly. So okay. yeah, I take like three, four days off. Uh, maybe not four. Yeah, probably just like three. Usually the tattoo, I'll usually take like five or six. So yeah, it's which quick. I always people ask me all the time. They're like, "How um how that tattoo feel?" Or you know, and Chad and I joke because yeah, doesn't feel I have good. Both both <laughs> of my arms are done and up onto my chest too, and it's um and I go it's not, the the healing part might be the worst part to be honest with you. Like some places are uncomfortable, yes, but you're gonna needle shove the new man over and over and over again. So I'm like, you yeah. ask that question, it's like yes, it hurts, but yeah. the healing part always sucks because I'm like it burns, like it burns days after, and you're like, I just want this to heal, like stop burning. <laughs> it's like a yeah. sunburn that just won't go away it makes it hard to sleep but i think that's the worst yeah. part because depending on where it is it's like uh you're, you're laying on it or if you get like two tattoos two different areas and there's like no area you there's no spot you can really lay and not mm-hmm. be right yeah so yeah for sure that's something you gotta be factored in is the sleep when you get tattoos don't get both sides or done at once or whatever yeah you'll be careful right. yeah for sure definitely um we won't keep you much longer man you you've the solid hour and we appreciate greatly um yeah. Awesome. Off, awesome conversation. Appreciate you very much. Uh, obviously networking, you know, friendship and and all that. Um, I do want to ask you in your time of, uh, doing jujitsu has, um, jujitsu grown pretty well in Canada. Yeah. So when I started jujitsu, jujitsu was like so much more primitive, uh, in Canada and, uh, yeah, like you'd be like a blue belt would be like a unicorn where I was from. At least it was like, Oh my God, I get to roll a blue belt today. And uh, like my instructor was a brown belt and um, yeah. And like, there's so many gyms open up like blue belts back, back then. And yeah, it was just so different. It's, it's grown insanely fast uh, over the last 10 years, nice. especially, but I would say over like uh, the last three, even more so. And I don't think people have started uh, recently in the last couple of years kind of realize how fast it's grown. And, you know, in, it's like they've all they've ever known is right now is the modern times of jujitsu. They don't know like the past. So it's such a strange thing, um, kind of being like an OG in a sense where it's like I, sure. all, I feel like I just started like, you know, like because I started 10 and a half years ago, which is a long ass time, but it just went so by so quick. It's like I went from like just starting to like now I'm an OG all of a sudden. Just uh <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like um I don't mean it's in a cocky way either, but I feel like a lot wiser than like um, you know, what I hear lower belts say, and then I feel almost like the old, like um uh cranky kind of black belt or whatever. You know, like I know better than you. What are you guys yeah. talking about, you youngins or whatever? But it feels a little bit like that because I do see some like weird takes from like lower belts that just don't have the experience, um, you know, within the jitsu community culture and understanding of, of the way things go to make mm-hmm. comments that they make. So yeah, I kind of just roll my eyes. But again, I don't really like that feeling. It just feels so weird to to be in that position. Because now I'm a first degree black belt, uh, almost second, two, like next year I'll be two. So man, the time just flies like crazy. You know, I remember my first class, like it was just not too long ago and yeah. here I am. So yeah, yeah, I, I could go on and on for it, like how like fast time goes by, and it's such a weird thing for sure. 
That's awesome. It's true. I mean, Chad, you've talked about that many times. Like it mm-hmm. just goes so, it goes so fast. And I mean, obviously is the order you get and having a family and everything like that. Like, you know, my wife and I always have those crazy conversations and I you know, walking out last night, I told someone, I was like, man, February 11th is three years that I've been here at the gym. And it seems like I walked in yesterday, like sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Just because it goes so fast <clears> and it's just, I see that, like that knowledge, like you're there, you're doing it and you've put so much time in and you're teaching and that kind of stuff. And, but it's good, man. Like you're, you're passing, I'm biased on this every time, the greatest martial art on the planet (laughs) to other, other people. And we didn't get into this, which is another great martial art, which Jordan is quite the kickboxer. (laughs) He's competed high, high level kickboxing for, and, um, one you won very high level uh much too and i know we didn't talk that about that so maybe another time we'll uh we'll hook up with jordan and uh talk and uh get that on yeah just to clarify yeah. I, I i have fought kickboxing but not at a high level for oh sure. i thought just you like, have fought okay no just uh just amateur but i do i like uh i do view myself as a competent uh kickboxer but uh yeah not high level i think i could become a high level kickboxer with just like i think i will be in like a couple of years just training the way i'm doing now because i'm mm-hmm. getting uh, a lot better very quickly so nice. yeah i think i'll be high level soon very cool man good well why don't we do this we always do this on the show uh shout out everything anything anything you want to say to any listener or to our listeners obviously any points tips or anything you would prefer or like to say um we always this platform is always for people to shout out all your handles and anything, how they can get at you, the show and everything. Obviously we put everything in the show notes and go ahead, man. Um, yeah, you know, I can't really think of, you know, just check out. That's my like YouTube putting channel. you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, check out my YouTube channel, Jordan teacher, Jitsu. check out the podcast, talk Jitsu, um, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, any, anyone listening, I just hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I hope you, uh, you know, feel maybe a little bit inspired to, uh, you know, achieve what you want because, you know, we only live once. And uh, if life is a book, you want to have a very interesting book at the end. You know, you don't want it to be boring. So you got to make it as exciting as possible. And books have ups and downs and so does life. So just keep going. And yeah, let's write our, let's write our books so that they're actually interesting to read. Very cool. Very cool. Very good stuff, man. I appreciate you greatly, Jordan, for everything you're doing. Uh, Thanks for giving us the time, hanging out with us, man, building that friendship, that networking. Uh, If you ever need anything, obviously uh, reach out and um, I'm sure Mm -hmm. vice versa. We'll, we'll do the same and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep uh, teaching the great art of jujitsu to every student that walks in the door and uh, keep you know, dropping all the platform stuff and cause it's really good. Everyone out there. If uh, like I said, if you haven't seen it, um, go out there and, uh, just to, this just kind of hit me when <clears throat> we talked about this earlier. Um, don't be afraid to pursue that dream and push yourself. And if you have to spend money in order to do it, understand something money always comes back, but that time does not. So, so take the chance on yourself and, uh, you know, put yourself out there. So without further ado, Jordan, thank you so much, man. Yeah, I appreciate thank you, man. you greatly. Everybody out there, you guys keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you next week.